Real Estate Coaching Radio, America's number one trusted resource for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Starring award-winning real estate coaches Tim and Julie Harris. Get ready for unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what is truly working to get you into action and make you money in this new real estate boom. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. We're joined today by Juliana Cox, agent for Frederick and Clark Realty in Nashville, Tennessee. In 2013, she began her real estate career by managing and building a top producing team, processing over 200 contracts as a transaction coordinator and prospecting on the weekends to build her own business. As a part-time agent, she did $3.1 million in volume, but now that she's on her own and being coached by Julie Harris, she's on track to triple that. Though she was raised in Chicago and spent her 20s in the intense film-driven industry of Los Angeles, Juliana is right at home now in Nashville. And in, and in addition to her real estate business, she's co-founded a women's collective called Urban Girl Nashville, which she's grown from 20 women to 250. Now, let's welcome Juliana to the call as we join our host, Tim Harris. So, Juliana, congratulations on all your success, and uh, thanks for taking the time to be my co-host on the radio show today. I much, very much appreciate it. Thank you for having me. We're going to have so much fun. Excited. You go, do you, do you, is it Juliana or is it Julie? Which, which would you prefer? It's, it's Juliana, and I always joke with people. They say, is it Juliana or Juliana? And I say, well, being from Chicago, all my A's are, you know, ah, bag, ma'am, Juliana. So, Juliana, you can be as northern as you want to be. Actually, I haven't heard any Chicago yet. I haven't heard long A's yet. But, you know, that is kind of funny because, you know, it's, I was actually thinking as Tim was reading your intro, you're, you're from Chicago, right, which has its own yes. sort of unique accent. And then you've moved out to Al, uh, L.A. I don't know if you picked up LA, any valley when you were out there, you know. And now you're in the south. Of course, where you are, it's kind of a mix. People have Midwestern accents, in, and they also have, you know, have southern accents. So you're going to be like an interesting hybrid of sort of, a, a, you know, speaking irregularities probably any time now. It will be interesting to hear that stuff coming out. Do they say y'all in Nashville? Is that a Nashville thing? They they do. We say y'all, and my family is all up in Michigan now, and they will laugh because I'll say, you know, do y'all do y'all want to go get some sandwiches? And it's like it's confusing everybody. So that's okay. I'll, I'll use it as an edge. I'll put it in my bio somewhere. I, I can actually hear I can hear the LA in your voice now that you started to talk. But anyway, so um, <laughs> I'm curious what you, so you've been successful in real estate in pretty much every market you've been in. What caused you to go from being in LA? and working part of a very successful team to, to moving to where you are now. What, what was that? And, and was that something – that's something we get a lot of emails about, Juliana. A lot of folks were wanting to maybe just locally change markets or maybe they want to move across, you know, country like you did. Or we have some folks that want to move to the Caribbean and sell in, you know, wherever. So what – let us know about that process because that's a huge, huge thing. It is a huge thing. Um, part of it's my husband's fault my sweet John, who's from Franklin. We met in LA and he ruined all my great plans to be single in LA for three years and then moved to New York and, you know, take over the world and maybe get married at 30. Instead, I got married at 27 because I fell in love with him. And he's from Franklin, Tennessee. So here we are in Nashville, wanted to move back. And I think with LA, it's such a hustle and it's such a grind. And it was wonderful through my early 20s. But I just realized, you know, I don't really need to be here. There isn't anything holding me back. So why not go to Nashville and start over and just create my own database from scratch. And so 
that's what I did. And I can't imagine being anywhere else now. It's just so progressive and there's so much trending here and it's kind of become the investor darling. Everybody wants to put their cash here because our appreciation is crazy. So I came at the right time. Nashville's got the same kind of hip vibe that Austin does for sure. And, that, and I keep on Absolutely. actually I'm reading articles. There was some article the other day. I was talking about Nashville as far as it was either tech startups or something. It's just like one of the best places to start a business and to live, and the cost of living was really great. So there's no question that you're in the right place at the right time as far as your market goes. But let's talk about that. So you moved from L.A. to Nashville, and you've basically you're going to – it sounds like you're going to do around what – what do you suspect your total uh, volume in contracts and close for 2016 will be, dollar volume or units, whichever one you want to say? Sure, yeah, a little over $3 million. Okay, and so you're expecting uh, that – so how long did it take you to get up to the point where you were making a little over $3 million after changing markets? Because agents, listen, this is what's, what's really important here is what you're hearing is here it is a gal. She's not from this market. She's been dropped into this market. She had to reestablish herself, and she had to create her own centers of influence and past clients, and she had to literally create it from ground zero. And what she's going to tell you about how she did it is really badass, so make sure you guys are taking notes. So from to go from zero to, to where you are now, how long did that take? Sure. Um, it took about – well, I worked for a team. I came in kind of as a TC and just started, you know, immersing myself into this market. So I, I truly wasn't really practicing. I was just kind of, you know, prospecting a little bit on the weekend. So no showings, no appointments during my week. And after I did uh, a little over a million my first year and then did, you know, close to three this year, well, a little over three, 3.1, I realized, you know, I need, I need to be doing this full time. And, you know, that's when I started listening to the podcast very heavily with you guys. And really, I joke that it's, it was kind of like business therapy, you know, listening to, your, to y'all's podcast here. I just said y'all's. I got caught. So I know. I that's good, though. Podcast. Look, I had to learn, too. We're from Ohio, and I have to say y'all now, too. Otherwise, people say, you're not from around here, are you? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, when we, when we moved to Texas, y'all I'm with you. faster than you guys. Uh, but so <laughs> after listening to you guys, I, I felt really inspired to, you know, kind of jump off the cliff and, and split from the team and start my, own, start my own brand and start my own vision. And meanwhile, I had started a women's collective, Urban Girl Nashville, because I realized I was transplanting a lot of women from – LA and uh, New York and Chicago and all of them were loving Nashville and saying, I love the community here. I want to live here. But once they get here, they have trouble penetrating into that community because like so many hip trendy cities, there are clicks. So I started hosting parties with these girls that were new to town saying, Hey, let's connect. You know, do you need, do you need a chiropractor? Do you need a financial advisor? Do you need, do you need, you know, a facialist? And I started realizing there's this incredible way for me to leverage my network of community of women and support them, connect them together all the while being a leader in my community for creating a welcoming, non-judgmental, non-competitive environment between females between the ages of 28 and all the way up to 45. So now on track to do 10.5 million next year, I would say about 60% of my leads are from that group. And it makes me feel great because I'm adding direct value and then real estate's just coming later. All right, so we're going to talk about that, and I want all the listeners to hear, hear what you just said. Because of the group, and I'm sure other things as well, but because of what you've been able to do in terms of forming this mastermind, we can use sort of traditional terms. You call it a collective. That's a little bit too communist for me, but that's okay. <laughs> but, but, the, the moral, but the big takeaway here is, is that you right now, uh, you have, in essence, uh, over $10 million in your pipeline that will close in 2017 as a result of the work that you've done forming this group. Am I overstating that, or is that what you just said? 
No, that's what I said. About 60% of that's coming. The others are investors and uh, past client referrals. Okay, so let's talk about how you did this. Let's talk about everyone. So everyone can do this, right? I mean, this is not a complicated thing. You, this this right. is a you know a fantastic way to form your own group, but that's something that like there has there has to be a lot of moving parts to that. So walk us through how you did Urban Girl, which is the name of the group. Walk us through how you did this. Sure. So a good friend, well, first of all, none of us can do all this on our own, especially when you're dealing with community activity like this. So a good friend of mine is a handbag designer, and she, over coffee, I like to call them power lunches. We would have power lunches and go over our goals together. I love having accountability partners. So her being in fashion and me being in real estate, being totally different, it's funny how many parallels there are. So we're meeting together. We're talking about goals. And I said, you know, it's weird. I continue to meet with women one-on-one that are saying, they don't know anyone and they get up, they go to work, they come back, they cook dinner, they walk their dog, they go to bed, they repeat. There's no community of female friendship where women are authentically meeting. When you move to a new city and you're in your late twenties or early thirties, you're no longer in college. You're no longer meeting new friends. And so your options are people at the gym, people at work and horrific schmoozy networking, you know, uh, events that we all loathe. So I realized, why don't we just create, a night where we order some pizza, I'll get a big tub of rosé, and we're going to invite them over to hang out in my backyard, and we're just going to connect. And we sent out invitations to about hand-selected 25 girls. 35 showed up because we said, bring a friend, right, because I'm expanding my database. And they came, and from there, after five events just this last year, we've grown to 250 women, and we just hosted our first pop-up market where I was able to leverage a space for these girls to sell some of their goods. So, again, just always adding value. Um, I sent out a Google Form survey, asked them what they're looking for next year, and just, I guess, being really in tune to what they need and what they want and delivering that and just being a source of confidence and peace for them. So when they think about buying and they are thinking about real estate, they know I'm here and they trust me because I've already, you know, uh, solidified a credible relationship. So it's just a very natural segue because uh, we're already friends. I've, I've solidified – I'll say this. I solidify the friendship and the relationship first because I don't want anything to ever feel transactional. So when they're ready for the transaction, I'm their only choice. All right. So you just said a bunch of stuff that has my brain spinning. I want to ask a bunch of questions just to put put this in context. From the first uh, meeting in your backyard to 250 people, how long did that take? 11 months. Okay, that's so awesome. And the way, so guys, just listen to her what she said. I'm going to try to break this down in details because I know a lot of our listeners, Juliana, they, I know you're used to telling the story. Probably you're used to telling it, but you're not used to like telling it with the details. And I promise sure. you, we have people right now that are writing down everything you say. So you started wow. out the meeting, the idea, the inspiration, and anyone can find their own inspiration. You could find an inspiration around dogs. You could find an inspiration around cooking. You can find a group. Absolutely. I mean, her idea was awesome because you're pulling in other like-minded business uh, folks that are, I assume most of these gals are the same age as you, probably. Yes, no, maybe so? Uh, well, that's something I'm actually combating. So I've got girls all the way from 22 and 23 that are kind of coming in and wanting those mentors that are in their early 30s like I am. And then I have other women that are, you know, marinated, as I love you guys, the grizzled veterans, you know, in the industry that have been in Nashville for a long time. And I'm, I'm like marinated in. better. Marinated's awesome. Mar- I'm going to steal that. Marinated. 
Yeah, marinated. Yeah. Marinated in, like, Worcestershire. Uh, yeah, it's all there. <laughs> so I'm no, bringing I, them in, I too. Think to... I was thinking more, more in marination and red wine, but, yes, I like it. Uh, okay, yeah, so you're, you're, it's, it's, it's a mix, but that's the way you make a really strong group, right? You've got to have the you know the, pe- the, the people that are marinated, and you've got to have the, the people that are brand new because you get inspirations from both of them. We had a superstar on last Thursday, and he said something I really loved. He said, if I were to get into any business, what I'd do is intentionally connect with someone who's 10 years younger than me and 10 years older than me, because there will always be things you can learn from both. You know, you're you're exactly. in your early 30s, but the people, the gals in their early 20s, they probably are a little bit more. You know, they're they're seeing things in a different way than you are. They're able to trend spot and they're able to maybe figure out ways to connect socially and all these things that maybe somebody like my age wouldn't even think of. I'm sure. So, all right, this is cool. Now, um, I get the concept. Now, how did you originally get the word out? Let's really drill down on that. How did you originally start this? Did you use like a Meetup.com or something like that? No, I, I sent out a, uh, designed invitation, handwritten actually. And okay. I did that on purpose oh. because I felt like, you know, I'll move over to Eventbrite cause I, I need to watch my overhead a little bit. Uh, but no, I, I, we had these things. Uh, my friend who's the designer designed this beautiful invitation and I wrote all the language for it. And it really just said, we like cool girls, period. We like you, period. Join us. That's all I said, awesome. him, literally. And then we just put in it, we just said, like, come for a pizza party in Rosé. And that was it. And these girls showed up and they're like, we don't know what this is, but we're cool and we want to hang out. And I'm like, great, let's meet. You know, and it just started from there. So from there, we just encouraged these girls to bring somebody else and uh, started sending event rights out, which is great. So I can get their email list. But we did not create a Facebook page. We don't have an Instagram. We don't have a website. It's it's kind of been very underground, which is, I guess, cool in a way. But really, it's just we wanted to let it unfurl naturally. And now the demand for a website, um, I decided to have my husband develop my website. And we're creating a podcast series where women who are saying, you know, I'm new to Nashville, what's Urban Girl? They can come on and hear us have these conversations with some of our core Urban Girls about how we are loving and empowering each other and connecting each other to the community deliberately. All right, so let's let's drill down on the core mission of the group, right? So you have 250 folks that are participating in 11 months, which is fantastic. You're obviously now starting to feel the pressures of having to keep the content fresh to keep people coming back, and we can talk a little bit about that in a second. I like what you were saying. You kind of started making it so they can bring whatever they have to sell at these events so they can, you know, do some, a little bit of commerce, which is always nice. But let's, yeah. let's talk specifically, what's the core mission of the group? So if, why would I want to join, you know, I, I wouldn't be invited, but if I were a, a cool, hip, pizza-eating, uh, Chardonnay-drinking gal, <laughs> why would I want to join your group? Uh, because oftentimes these women are moving to Nashville because uh, maybe they want to start a new business, like you said. Maybe their husband got transferred. We have a lot of health care here, so a lot of uh, women are moving here that are nurses, and their husbands are surgeons, and they move here, and they're they're kicking their feet, screaming and dragging, saying, you know, I'm from Boston, I'm from New York, I'm from here, I'm from there, and I just don't connect with the women here. So I think for me, it's as a transplant also, looking at the community and saying, I see a void for transplants and women that are not from here to connect, because the South can be clicky. I mean, I'm not going to lie, and I'm, I'm totally. from Chicago. I lived in L.A., it can be super clicky. I mean, some of these girls are born, raised, die on the same block with their sorority sisters, and we can't really compete with that. Um, so, you know, just collectively, I think we're all really hardworking. We're driven. We have goals, and we want to not compete with each other and just support each other and uh, create authentic relationships through connection and meaningful conversations. And 
basically my my tagline is we are here to help women start meaningful lives in Nashville. That's really the whole job. So it's not it's not just business gals. It's just basically people in general. You're opening this up. I, I get I'm getting a better a concept of what you're saying. It makes total sense. But this isn't just yeah. for business folks. These are just for anybody. Okay, that's good. That's smarter to actually run it that way. And you're also trying to appeal, guys. Listen to what she's saying. In Nashville, as I set it up at the beginning of the show here, in virtually every major city, you do have a lot of folks that have lived in different markets. And she's lived in Chicago, and she's lived in L.A., and now she's living in Nashville. She's probably going to have a different set of think, a different way of thinking than maybe the the folks that live in Nashville. I mean, she's. I don't think you did a cotillion, did you, Juliana? I doubt if you did, being from Chicago. Do you even know a cotillion? No, I yeah, I mean, exactly. So there's all these things I might that need to happen. Look that up. Right. Oh, it's it's like when they, we're looking at it actually for uh, Zoe. It's when these the little the, the I think Julia's going to tell me in chat, but it's when the little girls uh, learn how to be proper little girls. Actually, I think it's for little boys and little girls too. So they learn manners. They learn like all the proper things that you're supposed to learn to learn how to be a a, a proper woman or a proper man. It's a very old Southern oh tradition. Yeah, it's hilarious. <laughs> it, I've seen pictures and whatnot. We're totally doing it just for no other reason. We can take a bunch of cute pictures. This would make a okay, great so, urban girl event, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually it would. You know that. Okay, Urban so now let's talk. so so listeners don't. So she's obviously got a really clear focus of what she wanted this to be, and that's when you start something. That's always a great idea to know what you're trying to accomplish. Then what I'm sure you happened is you started attracting other people to you that shared the vision, and they helped you. You know, they brought their friends. They helped expand it. They wanted to talk about it to bring other like-minded people to the group, and that's how it's grown so quick. So two questions. You said that you went at this uh, uh, event. You said that you really are focused on not coming off as the schleppy agent who's just there to get deals. Now, and the reason I brought that up is because that is the number one fear that agents have when they're actually (laughs) over the holidays and everywhere else. When they start networking at church, after this, at their other thing, is they don't want to, they're worried about their perception. So how have you been able to have these conversations with folks? in such a way that you're authentic and you're genuine, but at the same time they're remembering or they're knowing that you're in the real estate practice business. How do you do that? Yeah, I love that question. That's a great question, and I I could go on and on for hours about it. Um, I would say first and foremost, I kind of start with my 20 questions about them. I ask them where they're from, you know, what have you been doing, what's going on with your career, what are your goals next year, and I just really kind of 20 question them, and I'm not talking about myself. They may not even know I'm a realtor yet, and it's because I genuinely do care about people, and I want to know, you know, what they're they're up to and how I might be able to leverage my vast database to, you know, help them reach their goals, and I intentionally say at the end of every lunch and coffee what, you know, and I say this, I say, you know, with this year, I'm trying to be more deliberate about asking my uh, contacts, how I can deliberately add value or help you with your goals next year. And when I say this, people are so blown away that I'm asking totally awesome. deliberately, how, how can I add value? And it's what I've loved about being coached by Julie directly is that she's like, this is about helping people. Like you genuinely are just trying to help people. And um, you're, the vehicle you're doing that with is by getting them in a house. So for me, at the end of it, and they're saying, you know, what are you doing? And I, I just say the same thing. I say, um, I love I'm obsessed with change. I'm obsessed with transition. I have experienced a lot of it growing up in Chicago, moving to LA, moving to Nashville. I've experienced transitioning, you know, into different markets a lot of times. So for me, it's, it's an absolute joy to be able to leverage my ability to negotiate a very peaceful deal for you and offloading the stress of my clients and handling that for them is my greatest joy. And I'm really good at doing it. I'd negotiate the dog of every deal I can. And I've, you know, I've had great success helping a lot of people. So if you know anybody 
that's looking to buy or sell that you think would be a good fit for me and that is just totally as awesome and rad as you are, just keep me in mind. It's kind of my basic trip. Yeah, that's pretty good. So, so here's, here's a thought. Um, everyone listening, uh, a great script. You heard what she said. I loved it. Great. I'm not trying to improve upon it, but it's giving you an alternative. If you're not as hip and cool uh, as she is, <laughs> you could just say, oh, you know, who do you, who do you know that uh, I should be helping buy or sell a home? That could be a great end script for all of you guys listening. Wherever you go, whatever you do, that is something that everyone's going to be receptive to hearing. You know, whom do you know that I should be helping buy or sell a home? That's, again, that's a very simple, easy way of say, asking for business. Um, and I loved what she said there, and I want you guys to really drill down because it is the essence of success. At the end of the day, if uh, if you want abundance in your life, and it can be any kind of abundance, love, health, wealth, whatever, the, the folks that have the abundance that you desire uh, have figured out, either consciously or, or well, I think most cases they've not really knowingly done it until they've actually done it, that the more people you help accomplish their goals, the more of the abundance you're going to attract to you. So when you see somebody that has a lot of something, has a lot of whatever it is that you desire, and money especially, and, and you know material things, it's simply for the fact that they have figured out a way to help more people at a high level in such a way that more people want to do business with them. That's it. You know, it, it's it's if you focus your mind on just that, it is a people helping business. The more people you help accomplish their goals, the more you're going to attract to you. If you just have that as the very primary focus of any business, not just selling homes, it really clarifies so much. It just makes so, so many things so much easier, and it demystifies how you actually uh, build wealth. Because, hey, if you don't have the rentals, if you don't have the house, the cars, the clothes, the, the whatever, whatever that you want in your life, it's just because you need to help more people accomplish their goals. And how do you do that? You have to do the things that Juliana does. You have to, you know, you're going to have to obviously improve your skills. You're going to have to be the person that those people want to have in their lives to help solve the problem. What, what are you thinking as I was on my little diatribe there? Yeah, I love that. I was thinking that I think so many of us that start in real estate have this fear, and I love that you guys say don't be a secret agent. I really hung my hat on that when I first started listening to y'all's podcast uh, about a, a year and a half ago. Uh, don't be a secret agent, you know, but I think it's because so many of us watch other salespeople where it's like they walk into the room and it's like the blood drains out of their face. They go white and you can just see them like foaming at the mouth for the next deal. And everyone they're looking at is like, I wonder if you're a 350 buyer. That's about 4,500. I wonder if you're a 1.3, man, that would cover my taxes. <laughs> you're going through this thing where you're looking at people like a number and it's like, you've got to get out of that mindset. And so what I love about what you and Julie talk about is that you are in the business just to help people. You're coming in, you have worked your tail off, you've built your tool belt out, you've got, all these, you've got all these skills. You're just walking up to somebody, pulling out a tool and saying, hey, this might work for you, let me help you. And I've just, I encourage new agents that are listening or even older agents that are you know, just trying to clean out their mindset, just hang your hat on the fact that you are out there doing a service and it's your job to wake up every day and find the next person that needs your help and then delivering that. That's all, that's all we're doing. I had a coaching call ages ago, probably like 15, 20 years ago, and I'll never forget this call because uh, of what he was able to string together on the call. I wasn't any sort of you know, magician. It was this the client, and his name was Jeff. I'll never forget the call. It's exactly like you just said, but I'm going to make this really practical. So he was wanting – one of the huge opportunities in his market was expired listings, as it is in most markets. But in his market in particular, the market has, had pivoted, changed, was moving towards a buyer's market. Lots of agents didn't have the skill set to get prices down. Great listings were expiring, all good stuff for him. 
he was absolutely terrified of picking up the phone and making the calls. He was he would do it, he'd go through the motions and you know, with a lot of cattle prodding, he finally actually started picking up the phone, wasn't getting results. And this was going on for like a month or two. And then we had this call where I just was asking him, What is it exactly you think before you pick up the phone? You know, and all of his thoughts were inwardly directed. What if they say this to me? And he was being really honest. What if they say that? What if they hurt my feelings? What if what if he asks me a question and I don't know the answer to all these what ifs? I said, So let's just do this. Let, let's just write down all your fears, and, and then we talked about them on the coaching call. And then I said, now I want you to replace all these fears with a prominent thought of your, and I want you to write it down, put it in front of you. I am here to help you. You can either say it, but at least think it before every phone call. So remove these ego-based fears and replace it with that thing. He wrote it down on a piece of paper, mm-hmm. came to the phone, came to the coaching call, next coaching call. He set like three listing appointments. And he said that was, and from there on, he never he never had to go through the, that you know the fear minefield again. He always just reminded himself that his highest and truest purpose is being of service to others, and that's what. And it just literally from there, he's he's become one of his markets. Now he put those thoughts together. Maybe I planted some of the seeds, but at the end of the day, that's what you're talking about, because that is what our purpose is, right? That is this business. That's the reason I love it so much. You know, absolutely. So, let's talk. Your events, okay. So now at these events, you've gone to from zero to hero, 250 people attending. Now you'll, you, know, this is completely growing. Eventbrite's going to be a good fit for you for sure. How do you keep these yeah. things fresh? How do you keep new people coming? Yeah, that's a great question. So I spent uh, about a half day with my co-founder Lindsay having a little retreat, talking about what are what are our goals next year. You know, we really have this big bowl of stuff. You know that we've tried to not over manage, but we need to manage it a little bit. So what do we want to do? So we talked a lot about uh, surveying our audience. So we did that. We created a Google form and emailed it out to all of our girls and said, you know, describe Urban Girl and what it's meant to you in one word. You know, I have been very interested in creating some smaller intimate brunch workshops where I can take, you know, my financial advisor or I can take somebody who's a a local business coach and bring them in to a 10-person brunch workshop where we can all share and be vulnerable with each other about what our goals are. So that's kind of how we're deepening this. So we're going to start doing, uh, I'm going to start hosting 10 person dinner parties every month. We'll have a brunch intimate themed workshop for specific people. And we're going to open it up on our closed Facebook group and say, Hey, we have 10 slots sign up and we'll just continue doing those every month. And then we'll have the larger events by monthly because for me, I don't want to just collect people and have them slip through the cracks so big. And I, you know, purposefully, want to have one-on-one coffees with these girls, which keeps me pretty busy. But for me, it's about not so much growing next year as it is deepening. Uh, That's kind of my word right now is just deepening the relationships that I have and being certain that they're authentic and that I'm really, that I'm really caring about these girls and delivering, you know, what they're needing. So that's kind of what we're doing. We're doing some smaller intimate workshops. We're doing some small, smaller dinners and then large events every other month. Did Julie, your coach tell you, Julie, Juliana, did she tell you that she and I started (laughs) A, a YEO group in Columbus, which was the the cousin to YPO. Did she ever tell you about that? No, she hasn't. Okay, do you know what YPO YEO is? No, I don't. Educate me. Uh, all right. Well, it's basically what you're looking for next is what Julie, your coach, already knows how to do. It's uh, you uh, just a suggestion. So not very many of our listeners will know what it is either. But YPO for a long time was, and remember, we formed a YEO group, not YPO. But YPO is probably one, if not the most elite members-only invitation 
you know, billionaire international club that there is. Full stop. That's what it is. That's what it's historically been. Yeah. So they started another one called YEO, which is Young Entrepreneurs Organization. YPO, you didn't have to start the company. as Young Presidents Organization. And by young, they mean less than 40, but I think actually they removed the age, age restrictions on both groups. The core mm-hmm. of YEO and YPO is the mastermind. And the mastermind is the glue that keeps everything together. Um, so ask Julie how to do the mastermind because there's specific rules on how to do it. It's a you know group of 10 to 12 people, so you can branch your groups off, and they can start forming masterminds. And that's the next level, if I might humbly suggest, for what you're trying to accomplish. Um, and there's a proven path. You can just follow what y- YEO does. And, and like I said, Julie knows exactly how to do that. She's done that. So let, let's talk Perfect. about let's talk specifically about how you're going to in uh, 2017. You have specific financial goals for yourself. You know, you've already basically got, uh, assuming you know all these things come together, you're going to already make at least three hundred thousand dollars in commission in the next twelve months. You are, you know, you're a very motivated gal. You're obviously very smart. Uh, you're forward thinking. I love how you strung all these different things together from your your you know your own past to make it so that you're able to offer all your diversity and all your different experiences to be of service to other people. I love all that. So how are you going to monetize all this? I mean, this is a business call, right? We're helping agents, but really at the core of every agent is hopefully an entrepreneur or at least an entrepreneur in training. What are your financial goals? What are you focused on for the next 12 months? Yeah, that's great. I would say as far as managing all of it, um, I really do have to credit the team I was on and the team leader I worked with. um, And I realized that I'm really good at systematizing. I'm very good at looking at a problem and saying, this is taking you nine steps. It needs to be one, two at most. So I have whizzed the contract to close process. It's, it's, I should sell it. It's good. It's really, really good. I've got everything in Google Drive. It's all systematized. I have checklists. It integrates with Dotloop. It integrates with MailChimp. So all of this stuff is something that I already feel really comfortable about. So I just plan on refining those systems, you know, running them through Julie, having her tweak those with me and uh, create a, automated drips to my clients uh, through Contactually, which is a CRM that I use uh, that helps. So just as much offset one step instead of nine step type things is going to allow me to take on more volume and be a one woman show here for a little while. Um, So I would just say that having your systems tight and having your contract to close tight is the most important thing because I joke with new agents and they say, Oh, you're in real estate. That seems so fun. You know, I love houses. And I'm like, well, houses are part of it, but you're really just, solving problems every day on the fly and doing it with a smile on your face. So to be able to do that, you've got to have great systems in place. So let's talk specifically about though, you're like, you're working with a lot of buyers right now. Are you going to, it's on your agenda to pivot towards sellers or are you going to balance that or what you're thinking about that? Yeah, I am super buyer heavy. And I think a lot of that's just my age. I'm 31. A lot of my uh, demographic are either first time home buyers or they're moving out of a rental or they're moving up because they're having babies. So I, I see myself probably getting more listings later down the road when they all sell and move up. But I think something that really struck me when I started listening to you and Julie is that you said you don't just stop it with the mindset of thinking you have to be a 10 year realtor to take on your first listing. You know, you can do it now. So I have started holding open houses, uh, which I had never done before. And if listeners, if you've not listened to their podcast about how to monetize an open house, you need to listen to it. Uh, Julie and I talked a lot about that on one of our coaching calls. And so through four open houses in the past month, I've added about 3.5 million of that 10.5 to my pipeline uh, because of the great tactics Julie gave me. So I intend to continue 
fishing in the pool of open houses to add more listings to my pipeline because I'm great when I'm in front of somebody. I'm great at converting. Um, I know how to authentically connect with somebody, but I have to get in front of them. So open houses are a great way to do that, and I continue. I'll continue doing that. And, Juliana, there is zero chance that if you decide to focus energies on becoming a listing agent that you wouldn't be successful in less than probably six months. Zero chance. I promise you. Thank you. <laughs> with your energy you and enthusiasm, so with how you think, there is zero chance that if you start putting yourself – and you're not too young. You're 31. You're not too young. You could totally and completely kick ass. And I'm falling into coaching mode, and I apologize, listeners, so just bear with me here. The prob- and, and I know Julie's going to help you. I know Julie's going to help you with this. There's zero chance that Julie's going to let you continue to build your business based on the backs of buyers because you can't, you can't really scale it. When you're working with buyers, it's physical labor. When you're working with sellers, it's mental labor, and you can delegate most of it. And so, yeah, right. the, buyer, the, the buyers are great because it's social. The sellers require more skill, but the sellers are so much better because you could have you know, 20 listings, and there's all these other agents running around out there trying to sell your inventory for you. You don't have to do it, right? Now, right. there's nothing wrong right. with being a buyer's agent dominantly. There's a lot of coaching clients that do that, and they're just, they just like that type of work. They like the social aspects of it. But figure out how to do both. I mean, you don't have to wait. Come on, woman. <laughs> you yep. don't have to wait. Trust me. The relocating it. people in and out of Nashville would adore you. Well, right? it's funny you mentioned that. Julie's, Julie's probably giggling because we had our coaching call yesterday, and I just landed an investor uh, who is flipping and building in Nashville, was unhappy with his agent, and called my firm and my relo, gave it to me because I'm kind of our urban specialist, right? So I uh, contacted, contacted him and uh, talked talk to his right arm, who's from Chicago, so we kind of had that bond. And I said, look, I'm – I'm always going to shoot you straight. I'm going to rip the Band-Aid at the very beginning. I think this is overpriced. This is why. I spent about four hours creating, you know, analytics on what our comps are right now, what our price per square foot is. And I came in $100,000 lower than he wants, but because, but because I explained it so well, um, he's moving forward with me because I made it make sense. Yeah. So that's hopefully well, going to be a long, wonderful relationship. Yeah. Yeah, so I actually, Julie is ch- chatting me, uh, and she was telling me about what you're just telling me about, and I happen to know for a fact that Julie has scheduled for your next coaching call a drill down coming to Jesus about listings. So get ready for that, Juliana. <laughs> <laughs> Putting my help on right. it. <laughs> so le- I really, really love your uh, your approach to it. I love your mindset about it. You're an inspiration, and I think you'll find over time our radio shows get listened to. Like they, we have almost a thousand radio shows now, and we get people emailing us about shows we did like two and a half years ago. This is one of those shows that you're going to find will inspire other folks just forever. And I really appreciate you. I, you know, I, I honestly I admire your your versatility. I admire the fact that you've been able to plant yourself in just different markets and become successful. That's really incredible. It's not a, it's a, that very thing that you've become good at is the very thing that most people are paralyzed by. And you've just given them an idea or listeners a way that you could take yourself in a, guys, I don't know if you know this listeners, but if you take, if you were born in Chicago and you spent a lot of time in LA and you go to Nashville, she may as well have gone to Mars. Is that, am I overstating right. Julia? <laughs> no, no, not at all. You're nailing it. Yeah. Right. I mean, uh, yeah. So, but you were successful there, and you found other people that you're that you could help and bond with and, and build. So, for those of you who make the excuse that you can't, you know, do this, that, or the other because you don't know enough people, or for those of you who are fearful about even changing markets locally because you don't know anybody in the new market, or for those of you who are fearful of moving out of wherever you've been living forever and maybe it's not a place you want to be anymore and you want to go to some place that's warmer or whatever, but you're fearful for the same exact reasons because you don't know anybody 
In other words, you think your success is dependent on uh, your own little world that you've created for yourself. Listen to Juliana. She could, she picked herself up. And she take her, she put herself in Mars, and now she's successful again. You guys can do the same thing. It's not that challenging. It just takes a little effort. But also listen to what the reason that she's so powerful is because she's doing something, and she used the word uh, authenticity, and I agree. But you can hear it in her voice. She's not faking it. You know, you said you also mentioned something kind of brilliant there. You said when you are talking to people, or when people are talking to, say, a real estate agent, and the real estate agent is just essentially seeing everybody as with dollar signs. You can totally tell. Versus if I'm talking to you, you feel I I, I have a feeling that you're somebody that, you know, you said you have 20 questions that you ask people. That's something you mentioned. Uh, listeners and coaching members, that's a similar. Basically, it's the Ford script. So when you run into somebody and you run into groups of people. Uh, the, always put yourself in a situation when you're asking questions, not talking about yourself. She said that brilliantly. But the pattern is Ford, family, or family, occupation, recreation, and dreams. So you first start out talking about family, then you go to occupation, then you go to recreation. But most times you're not going to get past any conversations beyond the F, which is for the Ford. When you do that, when you ask questions, when you're showing sincere interest in folks, they're going to love you because so few people do that anymore. I mean, the world is anymore. It's just, just turned to this big narcissistic social networking, look at me type world. But if you run into someone like Juliana that's actually showing sincere interest, and she's not just doing this to get the business. She's obviously sincerely interested in the folks that she's bonding with. That makes all the difference. And that, that's the very foundation, Juliana, of you becoming like just whatever the heck you decide you wanted to be, you know, the governor of you know Tennessee or the president. I mean, that very – the, the, those very those very skill sets are scalable. So I congratulate you for that, and I congratulate you for all your success. Anything else you'd like to say to all the listeners as we round the bend on today's radio show? Thank you so much, Tim. Thank you. It's so humbling to hear you say that. Um, I would just say to those of you that – well, two, two points, if I can do this quickly because I know we're wrapping up. But uh, number one, if you're wondering about coaching, and I promise Tim and Julie did not ask me to say this, I swear – um, please join the Essentials program. Uh, it's 99 bucks a month, and they have an incredible back end of these types of scripts and a buyer's guide and a pre-listing packet, and they have all these tactics, and it's, it's crazy inexpensive. And if you're just ready to dip your, dip your toe into coaching and just want to check it out, I definitely recommend you doing that. It's an investment in yourself. Secondly, um, start studying ego and culture. Uh, read the mm. culture engine and also read everything Ryan Holiday's ever written, who's my like savior. I love Ryan Holiday. Uh, he wrote Ego is the Enemy and the Obstacle is the Way. And after I read that book three times, uh, I realized that I all of these ego-based fears that I was feeling, you know, oh, what if I talk about real estate and I get rejected? Uh, it really helped me start identifying what my thoughts were. Was this ego-based or was this actually a, a real fear that I needed to deal with? So I just encourage all of you to to do that, to kind of clean up your mindsets. And also, if you want to talk to me, if you want to have a phone call, you know, find me on the closed Facebook group or, you know, if any of you want to talk about this, I probably meet with a realtor once a week just to grow my database of my friends in my industry, which also surprises people. But we're all here for each other. We all do a very crazy thing in this wacky industry that we've chosen, and we should all stick together. So if you guys ever want to chat or have a phone call, I'm always available. Well, let's let's do a little bit more an overt pitch for you, so you can actually get some referrals from this. Because, like I said, these interviews live forever. So, if they want to send you business, they want to send you a buyer or a seller or whatever. What's the easiest way for them to get in contact with you? You mentioned the closed Facebook group, but maybe a cell phone if you feel comfortable. Sure. Yeah. Of course. Three one zero 
It's the one little bit of LA I won't let go. My number is 310-719. I know Julie's on me about that. 310-719-5338. Or you can email me at juliana at owningnashville.com. That's J-U-L-I-A-N-A at owningnashville.com. Very cool. Listen, you're like an inspiration. I'm like an infomercial. <laughs> yeah, well, no, hey, what, you're, don't be afraid to pitch because here's the, here's the rule that I've learned. And I'm from Ohio, and we are basically beaten into submission about being humble. <laughs> That's all you are if yeah, you're from yeah. Ohio. But the reality of it is, is if you're not going to promote yourself, if you don't believe in you or if you don't believe in what you're selling and you're not going to promote yourself, nobody else is going to do it. It's not like there's going to be a bunch of other people standing and, you know, pushing you. They're going to, you know, that. so you have you have something. I have to say, I'm really excited to see your forward progress. I'm really excited to hear the updates from your coach about how you build your business and, you know, have Juliana, just have bold goals. Don't hold yourself back in any way. Have huge goals and then, you know, Whatever your huge goals are, they're not big enough, go to the next level because you're the type of person that can definitely accomplish it. No doubt in my mind. Talking to you, hearing you, feel, you know, it doesn't surprise me you've worked on Ego. That's what I was sensing in you when I was talking to you. It's such a good book, re- book recommendations, by the way. Ego is the Enemy is a killer book for anyone that's learning to really figure out how to basically, you know, it's, it's so applicable for many different levels. But definitely listeners get that book. You're the t- you, talking to you reminds me of talking to our superstars like Valerie Fitzgerald out in L.A. or Jade Mills out in L.A. Jade's the number one Caldwell Banker agent. When you listen to those interviews, they feel exactly like you, and that's not something mm. you should take for granted. That's something you should just like – you have the basic ingredients. Now you just got to you know, con- continue mixing them around the bowl, and you're going to make something pretty incredible. Or the Chardonnay bucket, as you referred to earlier, whichever you prefer. <laughs> <laughs> So I really appreciate your time on the radio and being our co-host, and thank you for being a great coaching client. Listeners, there it is. I mean, if this doesn't inspire you, well, I don't know what to tell you. Um, (laughs) And uh, if there's anything we can ever do for you guys, email us directly, tim at timandjulieharris.com or julie at timandjulieharris.com. By the way, a lot of you guys are listening on iTunes, and you're listening on Stitcher, you're listening on other, you know, sort of things. Um, if you want to grab our free books, including the Real Estate Treasure Map and Think and Grow Rich for Real Estate, just hop on over to uh, timandjulieharris.com. We're giving those books away for free. Just fill out the form, uh, and I think that will be a great way for a lot of you to sort of take the beginning steps to getting in alignment with the type of approach that Juliana and other of our superstars take, not just to business but to personal life as well. Juliana, thank you very much. Everyone else will talk with you on the radio tomorrow. Thank you. Take care. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.